the message that God had given me was that God wants you to be happy. Not just have joy, but he wants you to be happy. Amen. Let me say it again. God wants you happy. Over 2,700 verses in the Bible that speak of happiness, gladness, joy. Amen. God wants us happy. And uh, how to live a happy life. How, how to live happy. And if you weren't here last week or you didn't get a bulletin this week, I mailed several out. How many would, uh, how many would agree with me there's some storms going on? Yeah, pretty stormy, isn't it? Yeah, you look around, you can tell there's many are in storms. Our world is in storms. Amen. But God is still God. I said God is still God. And God is the one who calms the storms. The one who said, peace be still. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about the storm a little bit and see what, what we can do uh, in the storm to help us with the storms of life. You've got your Bibles, if you'll turn with me. Turn with me to the book of St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. This is Palm Sunday. Amen. How many know what Palm Sunday is? How many don't know what Palm Sunday is? Palm Sunday is the celebration of the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem uh, on the week of before his passion. Amen. The week before Easter, the week of Easter, we celebrate this week the passion of the Christ. And uh, Palm Sunday was where he came in on the donkey. Amen. And people were laying down their coats and palm trees and uh, before him and shouting, Hosanna. We sang the song, Hosanna. How many know sometimes we sing songs and we don't know what they mean? Hosanna. What does Hosanna mean? Not everybody knows what Hosanna means. Hosanna means glory to God in the highest. It has a double meaning, and it also means, Lord, save us. Amen. Hosanna. Lord, save us. Glory to God in the highest. But, Lord, we need some help. Amen. Anybody, need, anybody ever need some help? We need some help. All of us need help from different times. And so that's what Palm Sunday is. And even though we don't have some uh, uh, palm branches, how many have palms? Raise your hands. Kind of lift them up, wave them, just kind of wave them to the Lord. Give the, give, give the Lord a wave, a, a morning offering. Amen. Lord, it's Palm Sunday. We want to worship you. We want to thank you. We want to bless you. Hallelujah. This is the palms I got this morning. And I, and I praise you for your triumphal entry so long ago, 2,000 years ago. We know what happened at that entry. Things can change very quickly. Amen. Just like the weather can change very quickly. When you're in Texas, if you don't like the weather, they say just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Amen. If you've ever been to Texas, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. And uh, so by the end of the week, we all know that it turned into Friday, turned into Good Friday. Good for us because bad for him because he had to give his life. Amen. To pay for our sins. He was the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice. His blood was sinless blood. He had never sinned. He was tempted like we are, but yet without sin, the Bible says. His father was God. His mother was Mary. Amen. But how many know the blood in a person's body comes from the father? Amen. And so he had sinless blood. He was able to be the perfect sacrifice. Amen. The perfect lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We are not perfect, so we cannot pay for our own sins. We will have to pay if we don't accept the perfect sacrifice one day. That's why the Lord is calling all of us to come to him, amen, to receive his gift. And what is his gift? Forgiveness of sins. Amen. His gift is the forgiveness of sins. And what comes with that is the gift of eternal life. 
Hallelujah. How many want to live forever? I know. Well, you're going to live forever either way. So whether you want to or not, when you're dead, that's not it. That's just the beginning. That's just the start of everlasting life. Amen. And so that life, God wants you to have it with him. If you receive him to as many as receive him, accept him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, daughters of God, even to them that believe on his name. And heaven will be their home. The angel will come and get them at that last breath. And uh, they have nothing to worry about. Amen. Now, on the other side, you got a lot to worry about. Huh? Yeah. Because he's either up or what? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for... How many can say praise God for Jesus? We don't know. We, we think everybody knows. I know when I was younger, uh, a lot younger, <laughs> somebody told me, uh, uh, you're, you're dead in sins and trespasses. I said, how can I be dead? I'm talking to you. They said, well, the Bible says you're dead in sins and trespasses. And I found that verse. It was in the New Testament there. It says you're dead in sins and trespasses. And I didn't realize I was a dead man walking. I didn't realize that if I don't receive Jesus Christ and I die in that state, that, that I, it's given man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. Amen. There's no purgatory. There's no second chance. We have the opportunities here. Amen. And uh, we make our choices here. Praise God. Amen. So I thank God that God had mercy on me. He opened my eyes. He let me see my state. He came and found me when I wasn't looking for him. Matter of fact, as we come to Easter this Sunday, it will be about, probably about my 42nd spiritual birthday. I came to Christ on Easter 1971. I didn't even know it was Easter. I was so far out. Raised in the church, little pins, perfect attendance. And when you don't know it's Easter or Easter week, you are out there. Are you hearing me? And uh, without going into the whole story, amen. This is not the time for that, but I can tell you, thank God, he came and found me. He came to me at Easter when I couldn't get to him or wouldn't get to him. Hallelujah. And uh, so Easter is a very special time for me. It's where I received the gift of eternal life and my sins were forgiven. Amen. And I, was, I went from the road to hell, and I still have hairs on my legs that are still singed from how close I came. Amen. Don't make me prove it. Hallelujah. And that's how close we can be. And God had mercy on me. Amen. Isn't God a good God? Thank you, Jesus. And so he says, whosoever will may come. Amen. Whosoever. It's for everybody. Hallelujah. I want to speak a word to you this morning about the storms of life, as we've been talking about a few, a few days ago in the early a.m. before I, I uh, got up, and I, I get up fairly early. I heard three words that I knew were from God, and the three words were surviving life's storm, and I knew from there that God wanted me to speak or was going to give me a word on the storms of life, and as pastor of this church, this local flock, and my responsibility I see so many storms going on in the people's lives. And I said, Lord, that's, that's a word. And, of course, later uh, in the week was able to get before God and last night and uh, put things together. And so I'm going to share with you, if you will allow me, what I believe God spoke to me and something that I believe will help you survive life storms. Amen. Surviving. No one has to tell you or me that we're living in very stormy times. Amen? 
Storms of all magnitude, even to hurricane force, are being experienced by many and seemingly more and more frequently. The storm here, though, we want to look at, okay, it is Mark. Did I say Mark? The fourth chapter? I did? My God. Well, bless your hearts. Turn to Mark, if you would. Mark, we're going to begin in Mark. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't swear, but I was swore I said Mark, but you'd know I was just swearing if I did that, wouldn't you? Mark, the fourth chapter. We'll get back to, Ma- to Matthew there in a minute. Amen. Mark, the fourth chapter. When you've got it, if you will stand with me as we honor the author of this book just one more time, and then we'll let you relax and sit down and enjoy the rest of this message and this morning, and then we'll, we'll get out of your way. Is that okay? Amen. Mark, the fourth chapter, the 35th verse through the 41st verse. When you've got it, say, I've got it. All right. If you don't ever think you may find it, say, forget it, and just look on with somebody next to you. Amen. And the same day, verse 35. Do I still hear some pages there? Yeah. And the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. I may know when Jesus says we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. I don't care what storm comes. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat up into the ship, so that it was now full, really ready to sink. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, Jesus. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful, and how is it that you have no faith? And they, they feared exceedingly, or living by says they were filled with awe, and said among themselves, Who is this man, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mm. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that Jesus is the master of the seas. We thank you there's no storm, there's no hurricane, no tornado, there's nothing that can happen in this world that he is not master of it. And we thank you, Father, you have given us his power. He has given us power over all the power of the devil. We thank you today, Father, for what you will show us. Open our eyes that we may see Jesus. We don't want to hear just a man talk. We want something from God. I need something that I can take from here today. And help me there tomorrow. Father, help us now. Let your word, Father, let your word come forth. And let it be a rhema word today, personal word. Help each one to receive what they need. You know what they need. I don't, you do. I just do what you've led me to do. And God, you will speak to their heart through me, uh, around me, or in spite of me. But you will speak to hearts today the very thing that they need for their journey and possibly any storm that they may be in or could be in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. The storm here on the Sea of Galilee in our text was of such magnitude and so severe that the Living Bible describes it as a terrible storm. Uh, 
this one waves were breaking into the boat until it was nearly full of water. I, I have been on the Sea of, of Galilee, and that is a lake, really. It's not a sea. They call it a sea, but it's a lake. And anybody else may have been there and has been on the lake. And, and, uh, and you can tell by, and others that, that have read this and, and realized what's going on here, this was a storm caused by demonic powers. Amen. How many know that we are in a real war? And there are angels and there are demons. Amen? There's good and there's evil. There's God and there's Satan. And I don't care if you don't believe it or not. doesn't matter whether you believe it or you don't believe it. It's the truth, but God's Word says it's the truth, and so you can ignore it, but you're going to have to deal with it. At some point, somewhere, you're going to have to deal with it because what you don't deal with will deal with you. Come on. Hallelujah. And so we see here that it's on the storm of God. It's a demonic storm. It's meant to kill him. How many know the devil's out to kill you? He doesn't just dislike you. He wants to kill you, every one of us. And why is that? Is there something about you that is so bad? No. God says that every one of us is made in the image of God. And when the devil sees you, he sees the image of God. And he can't handle that. Amen. And so his thing is to strike at God by striking at you. If he can bring you down, he can shake his fist at God and say, ha, there's another one. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. He says, no, not, not so quick, devil. I may know the devil thought he's had a lot of people, but right at the last moment, Jesus came in. I've been there and said, no, nah, wait a minute. That one's not yours. Mama's been praying for him and her. Somebody's been praying for him, and if they haven't, Jesus has been praying for him. Because the Bible says the Lord knows them that are his. And thank God for believing parents. Thank God for Christian moms and dads because the Bible says that their children are sanctified. They are set apart for holy purposes because of their parents' faith or their grandparents. And I never understood. I thought the sanctifying, I thought, what does that mean, Lord? I said, some of my kids, they're not saved yet. He said, I didn't say they were saved. I said they were sanctified. I said they were set apart until they can get saved. That's why some of them are not dead. Because I don't know about you, because I know you had all perfect kids, but I had a couple that, you know, got on my last nerve. And the bishop said, got on my last nerve, the one I had in the trunk. I was saving that one. Amen. Matter of fact, I told you before, though, at, at sometime many years ago, some 20 years ago, I took out burial insurance. They were living that crazy. Them and their mother, not this one. And I thought I was going to have to bury some of them. But God is faithful. He said, I sanctify them because of your faith. I set them apart. The devil can't take them. Crazy as they get. Crazy as they act. As close as they get to death. Oh dear, whatever it is, I'm going to keep them until they can get saved. I'm going to keep them until they can come to Christ. Because your faith sanctifies your children. It's the same thing with a believing wife. Or husband. The Bible says that the one sanctifies the other, the unbeliever. Amen. And so that's why it's good not to move too quick in, in life circumstances and situations. Amen. And it's wise, and I'm thankful for people that are wise, that don't just do things spur of the moment. But they wait. They do everything they can to get it right. And then there comes a time where people, God will let people have their free will. Are you hearing me? God will not force anybody to do anything. And we don't move on it till God moves on it. When God releases you, you're released. 
And I tell you, God will let people have their way eventually. Are you hearing me? God will work with people. He will do with people. He'll be merciful. He'll keep working to them. He'll keep sending people to them. He'll keep saying this. He'll be, keep trying to help them. And if they continue to refuse it, at some point, God will then release and let them have their own way. And then there's nothing else to do but for you to go your way. Are you with me? Amen. But you can't move too quickly out of hurt. Are you hearing me? Out of anger, out of bitterness, out of resentment. You got to be careful with that because you can make bad decisions. Don't try not to make no decision when you're mad, when you're angry. You probably already know that, been there, got a t-shirt, huh? Okay. All right. Better calm down. Wait a minute. Amen. Tell somebody, wait a minute. Say, I've been waiting hours and days and years. Amen. But at some time, God says, you're free. And when God says you're free, you're free. Whom the sun sets free, it's free indeed. Amen. Aren't you glad for Jesus? And so the storm here on the Sea of Galilee, King James Bible says it was now full, the water, the boat was full of water, ready to sink, must have been full except for where Jesus was sleeping in the boat. Because the Bible says here in the text that, that he was on a pillow in the back of the boat. I thought, well, that must have been the original waterbed that was so popular in the 90s. Amen. I had a waterbed. Amen. Couldn't hardly stay on it. I mean, and then I didn't have one because it sprung a leak. Yeah. I don't see any waterbeds nowadays. Do you? No. No. Yeah. And so panicking here, they wake up a sound asleep Jesus and they accuse him of not caring. Now, don't act like you haven't thought that in some of your situations at times. Huh? God, you're asleep. Don't you even care that we're all about to drown? We're going to die. Yoo-hoo. Gurgle, gurgle. Verse 39 says, and he arose and he prayed to the Father. Does it say that? For those who are going down. Does your Bible say that? No, it says he arose and rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, that's going to be important. We're going to look at that in just for a few moments. He said to the sea, he didn't pray, he spoke to the sea. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to look at that because that's, that's an important thing with the storms that in our life and that we're encountering, and more so, it seems, as the coming of the Lord is drawing near. The world is going into more and more storms. Amen. Things are brewing. The, the horizon is is a bit scary, amen. You look at you look at what's going on in our world, and you want to you got you know you got crazy talking about nuking us. And if I wasn't saved and knew that Jesus was the hope of the world and God's still controlling this world, I'd be taking some Valium or ox, oxycotton or something. I may know so many people are taking oxycotton, you can't hardly get it anymore. You say, how do you know that, Pastor? It wasn't because I was trying to get it, amen. But that's the answer for the best the world can do, amen. For all the pain and what's going on. Don't you even care that we're about to drown, about to die? Yeah. But he's talking to the sea. Then he asked them this question in verse 40. He says, why are you so fearful? Well, we just saw Jaws and we heard Jonah hollering in free willy. Amen. What do you mean why are we so fearful? We almost drowned. What kind of question is that? What you saying is, this, what's your problem? Well, now my problem is you. Amen. Can we be real in here? We're going to play real life. 
Not some fantasy. Real life. Amen. And so they say, why are you so, why are you so fearful? We're about to die. He said, we're about to drown in the middle of this lake. And then he adds, how is it that you have no faith? God, how many, how many would like to hear that? Why are you asking me questions when I'm about ready to drown? Jesus, we're trying to keep our heads above water. Amen? Anybody trying to keep your head above water? Says, you act like we're supposed to do something about this storm. You do something, Jesus. Besides bailing water that we can't bail fast enough. You ever started bailing water and didn't help too much? And that's what God wants me to talk to you about this morning. The authority of the believer and the importance of it in you surviving the storms that are either in your way or coming your way and coming this world's way. Ooh. And I don't know about you, but it don't seem to be getting any easier, does it? Is anybody find, I'm a zippity-doo-dah kind of guy, you know. I told you last week I saw a bird, you know, walking out the door. I think my daughter said, did you talk to that bird? I said, yeah. Yeah, I talked to that bird. I'm the zippity-doo-dah guy. Amen. Everything's beautiful. Amen. Bird come out there, spitting right there, looking at me. Hallelujah. How you doing, birdie? It's a beautiful day. Just living it for my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Does that mean I don't have any storms? No. Does that mean I'm insane? Yes. No, I mean no. I mean no. Does that mean he's touched? Maybe. Touched with the glory of God. Touched with the love of God. Touched with a future that knows that no matter what happens, God is in control. And then I know something that many don't know, that God has given us power. Ooh, you shall receive power. See, everybody wants power. White power, black power, brown power, economic power. Well, you need some God power. Come on, we need some God power. Oh, so who's going to do something about this storm? Turn to Matthew 10, 1, where I first told you to turn. Amen. You were right. I was wrong. Amen. It's the first time I was wrong, but don't, don't, don't hold that against me. Glory to God. Matthew, the 10th chapter. He's speaking to his disciples here. How many disciples of Christ do we have? Amen. If you have decided to follow Jesus, you are a disciple. Amen. Notice what he says. And when he had called unto him his disciples, his 12 disciples, the Bible said Jesus had a lot more than 12, those who came to him. He gave them power. He gave them ability. Power, same thing as ability, against unclean spirits to cast them out. And to heal, somebody say heal, all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He gave them authority to cast out evil spirits. The right to command. Amen. The authority is the right to command. The right to use the power of another. The power of attorney that Jesus has given us in his name. In the name of Jesus. Did you know name can also be translated authority? We have authority in the name of Jesus. We are not helpless. We are not victims. We are not out here in a rowboat with no paddle up a creek. Huh? But how many know it feels like that sometimes? In my name they shall cast out devils. The right to command. You as a believer, how many believers we have in the house? You are an authorized dealer. 
Mark 16, 17 says, you're an authorized dealer. He says, and these signs shall follow them which believe. In my name, the first thing it says, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And he goes on. Verse 1 says, cast out demons. I mean, it's going to be radical this morning. We don't hear that much in the church today, but there are a lot of demons that still need to be cast out. I may know you don't pray them out, you cast them out. I don't pray my a filthy pig that comes in my front room that's full of mud. Oh, I want you to leave, baby. You got to leave. You're kind of dirty. You know what I mean? You got to get out of my front room. Oh, no. No, no, I'll cast you out and I'll help you get out. Or if it's the dog. We won't talk about dogs because I'm a dog lover. But my dog has not done some loving things sometimes. Amen. And so I did not pray him out. I cast him out. I may know he didn't want to go out. He thinks he's human. He thinks the house is for him. I just come and visit. Sometimes he doesn't want to go, but I have persuaders. And I cast him out. And he looks like he's cast out. But I may know we don't have any pity with demons. In my name shall cast out demons. Yeah. And I may know some of them have settled into people because Christians didn't know that they could cast them out. And now the problem is we keep talking to God about the problem. Come on. Instead of talking to the problem about God. Can I say that again? We keep talking to God about the problem instead of talking to the problem about God. We're talking about the authority of the believer. We keep talking to God about the sickness, about the issue, about the problem. But authority is not talking to God about the problem. Authority is you talking to the problem about what God has already made available to you. Hmm? Are you still with me? And you flip the switch. Tell somebody, flip the switch. You flip the switch. Mm -hmm. We say it again. You flip the switch. Authority, again, is not talking to God about the problem. Authority is you talking to the problem about what God has already made available to you, and you flip the switch. Now, let me show you the problem here. Southern California Edison is responsible for making sure the power gets to your house. Yeah, are, are they not? Okay, SEA has done its job. If you paid your water bill, the power is always available. Amen. When you walk into a dark room, you don't pick up the phone and call Edison to tell them to turn the lights on, do you? Their job is just to supply the power. Huh? Are you still? Your job is to. I didn't hear you. Oh, we flipped the switch. Instead of flipping our mind. Flipper. Amen. You see, the problem is God supplies the power, but we won't flip the switch. And rather than flipping the switch, we keep talking to God about the problem instead of talking to the problem about God. You see, here there are some things God told you and me to do, and while we're wasting time praying to God to do the thing that he told us to do already, that's a prayer that God will never get answered. We'll never be able to answer. God is never going to answer a prayer of something that he's already told you to do. Amen. You have been given authority to flip the switch. If you don't flip the switch, you're just going to be sitting in a dark room.
because you wouldn't turn it on. You see, when, when we should be talking to the issue or the problem, we're praying to God. We're going to God. Oh, Lord, I got a pain. Father, I believe in you. I trust in you. Remove the pain. No, he can't do that. Uh-oh, that sounds kind of strange. I'm saying he told you to do it. Stay with me. I'm amazed at the number of Christians that are so completely in the dark where their authority is concerned. You are more powerful than you've ever realized. But you've got to flip the switch. We keep doing something religious instead of operating in the authority, in the power that he's given us. The reason I say God won't do it is because in Psalms 89, he says that every word that he speaks is a covenant. And he will not turn back from the covenant that he has made. So, so now if God gave you the authority to do something, he will not, he can't take it back. He's given you the authority to do it, and he cannot take it back. Men will say stuff, and they'll go back on their word right away, but God cannot go back on his word. If he's given you the authority and the right to command and the right to flip the switch, if you don't flip the switch, then what happens is everybody now thinks that it's God's fault. Huh? When the truth of the matter is God did his job, you didn't flip the switch. We don't hear too much about this because we think God ought to be doing everything. You still there? Is the light coming on? Now go to Luke, if you would, with me, chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. All right. Luke chapter 10. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Are you getting anything yet? I mean, you're getting more than you want. But not more than you need. I'll tell you this. You better find out what power you got because there's a power working out there that's demonic. Are you hearing me? That is getting more demonic every day and stronger every day and causing more storms every day. And we've got to understand that we've got power. Let's look at it over all the power of the devil. You don't need all power. You just need the power God's given you because that's enough over all the power of the devil. Whoo, I'm so glad we got power over all the power of the devil. I said, I'm so glad I have power over all the power of the devil. Then why aren't you using it, Pastor? Well, it's none of your business right now. Amen. I'm preaching this to me too. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know I get it once when God gives it to me? I get it again when I give it to you, and then I think about it after that. Boy, the most terrible thing in the ministry I've had is when I have to, I have to do my own preaching. I thought it was just for you. I don't have to do that. Amen. No, no, no. That's not it. Chapter 10, verse 19. Really starts with verse 18. And he said unto them, talking to the disciples, they're all giddy and happy because the devils are subject to them. Amen. They come back. Jesus has sent them out. They've cast out devils. They've healed people. They return with joy and say, whoo, man, this is great, man. Man, we kicked some devils, but can I say that from the pulpit? I mean, no, if you don't kick his, he'll kick yours. Better his than mine. I'm tired of getting my <clears throat> kicked. I'm mean, tired of getting kicked. Come on, can we be honest? God, we've been getting honest here lately, I tell you. So listen to what he says. They're all happy about it. And he, and he said to them, Jesus, red letter, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He already fell from heaven. He's going to fall again. Verse 19, behold, look at this now. Take notice of this. Check this out. Don't miss this. Behold, I give unto you, say unto you, power to tread on serpents and scorpions. What are those? Those are demons. Who do you think is making your life miserable? Who do you think is stealing your joy? Who do you think is making you sick? 
Who do you think stealing and robbing? The devil comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. But you got to work with me. I can't do it all for you. I've done it all. You've got a part in it. Amen. And so he says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Wow. 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 And I have to speak to the things that are hurting me because I got some things hurting me. Anybody have any things hurting you? Have hurt you? Still hurting you? Still trying to get over the hurts? I give unto who? You. Power. Translated authority to tread on over all the power, over all the authority of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Then he said it again. I give you authority to flip the switch. The word tread means to have absolute mastery over the serpent and the scorpion. And over sickness and disease and over all the power of the enemy. Amen. You and I have authority, power over every power of your enemy. You and I have that power. You have the authority. You've got it. I said you've got it. I've got it. I don't use it all the time, but I've got it. I said I don't use it, but I've got it. I'm using it more because the storms. This is God saying that you have uh, what now you're going to be responsible. God says you've got it, and now you're going to be responsible for it. That's a dirty word, responsibility. Nobody wants to take responsibility. I want everybody else to be responsible but me. Come on. It's everybody else's fault. Mama's fault. It's daddy's fault. It's Aunt Lulu's fault. It's the man's fault. It's the cop's fault. It's the teacher's fault. And the preacher, too. Throw him in there, will you? Amen. Or, oh, my. It's time to flip the switch on your God-given ability. I may know the power company has already given us the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And what would it look like calling Edison to come and turn my bedroom light on? Huh? <laughs> How long do you think I might wait till they get there? Forget it. They'll put you on hold just calling them. How long are we going to wait when the power has already been turned on? We've got to flip the switch. Have I got a couple minutes? You give me a couple more minutes? Say, Pastor, you really don't need it. We got the message. But if I could, let me close up Mark 11th chapter. Turn just one more time. Mark 11th chapter. Mark 11. Mark the 11th chapter, 22nd verse. I see, last week the Lord said to bless you with happiness. Are you with me? God said to bless you with happiness. He said he wants you happy. And he sees a lot of unhappiness in the body of Christ. God wants us happy. Amen. And I'll tell you this, if you get this, and I believe you are, it's going to bring some happiness in your life. It's going to kick some devils right out, too, out of your way. Mark the 11th chapter, the 22nd verse. I'll just, I'll just kind of summarize what's going on here. Jesus and the disciples come by a fig tree, and it's, uh, it's, it's got leaves, but it doesn't have any fruit. And Jesus, the Bible says, that he curses that fig tree. And I always thought, why you curse the fig tree? It's got leaves. Maybe it wasn't time for figs. That, ain't, that don't seem fair to me. Has there ever been a time when you feel like God maybe hadn't been fair to you? Come on. That don't seem fair. But I found out something about fig trees. Whenever they have leaves, they automatically have figs. 
fruit with the figs. And so Jesus knew that there should have been figs on that tree. And so he says, if you're just going to sit there and look pretty and not have anything so I can eat, then ain't, why cumbereth it to the ground? I got a grapevine like that. I'm about ready to pull it up. Amen. I've talked to it. I've spoke to it. I did everything to it. Put fish heads around it. It's acting up. I guess it's too old, but I hope they don't do that with me. Amen. And so they're coming back around about 24 hours later. It says in verse 20, it says, And in the morning they passed by. They came back the next morning, and they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Now you'll notice in this past scripture, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he spoke to the tree. Don't miss that. He spoke to the tree. He didn't speak to the Heavenly Father. He said, Lord, Father God, this tree ain't got no fruit. I want you to take it out of here and get it out of here because it's, it's on my nerves. He spoke to the tree. He spoke to the problem. He didn't pray. He spoke to it. And they were amazed when they came back by. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. They had remembrance that the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, have you got any mountains? I said, have you got any mountains? We all have some mountains. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I send you whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And then he says, he adds, he said, when you stand praying, forgive. Somebody say, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your heavenly Father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. I mean, no forgiveness stops everything. Unforgiveness. Boy, that's tough. Amen. And I mean, no forgiveness is not for you, or forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Amen. So you could be free. So you can get your prayers answered. Hallelujah. And so we see Jesus here speaking about the fig tree. He spoke to it, and he says, if you'll say to this mountain, be thou removed, and we got some mountains, and be thou cast see, he says, that's going to do what you say. We're going to have to speak to some of our mountains. We've got the authority. We've got the power. We've got to flip the switch. We've allowed some stuff to go on way too long. Amen. We're waiting for God, waiting for Edison to come by, but the power is already on. Amen. God's going to help us in this. I close with John Eckhart's best-selling author of the prayers that rout demons, daily, daily decorations for spiritual warfare, or biblical principles to defeat the devil. Amen. And the word this weekend was, I thought, right on. It said this. It said, you will command mountains to be removed. You will command the mountains to be removed. Say, I will command the mountains to be removed. See, God says you will command the mountains to move. It didn't say to say, ask God to make the mountain move. Did it say that? No. He didn't say, you pray and you ask me to make the mountain move. Well, you're going to be there a long time sitting in front of that mountain. It ain't going anywhere until you flip. You got it. Now listen to the prayer. It says, if you have faith in my power, God says to work in your life, I may have faith to believe God's power to work in your life, you will be able to command any mountain, somebody say any mountain, that rises against me or my power 
in you to fall into the sea. See, the things that are rising against you are not really against you. They are against the one that is in you. It's against Christ in you, the hope of glory. The enemy is trying to bring you down so you throw your faith away. So you say, oh, this doesn't work. And you throw your hands up, throw the towel in, and walk away. And the Bible says in the last days, the storms are going to be so, so severe, so much so. He says that the love of many shall wax cold. That was a frightful thing. Matter of fact, Jesus said something that kind of really bugged me. He says, he says when I come, talks about the signs of the times, the end of the age. He says, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? That tells me things are going to get rough and tough. Will I find faith? Let me ask you a question this morning. When I come here, and I've come here because we're two or three are gathered together, in the midst, there am I in the midst of them, Jesus said. Jesus is here this morning. He says, when I've come here this morning, will I find faith? Faith here? Faith that will move that mountain? Or are we going to keep going around the same mountain? God, I hate going around mountains. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one that goes around a mountain about 100 times? Maybe 1,000 times? I've worn out shoes going around some of them mountains. Come on. Don't make me show you my shoes. And the prayer declaration is this, and would you pray it with me? I speak to every mountain in my life and command it to be removed and cast into the sea. I speak to every financial mountain to be removed from my life in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm glad you're saying it because nothing happens till you speak it. Words are powerful. Let every evil mountain hear the voice of the Lord and be removed. Let the mountains tremble at the presence of God. You are against every destroying mountain. Yeah, God is against that mountain. Make waste the evil mountains in my life. Oh, my God. Make waste of those mountains. Thank you for your power, Lord. You say, well, you're asking him to make waste. Yeah, I'm asking him to help me do what he's told me to do. He's told me that I have the power to flip the switch. And if it looks like a duck, smells like a duck, quacks like a duck, quack, quack, it's a duck. If it smells like a devil, acts like a devil, talks like a devil. I mean, know a lot of people talk devil talk. You ever had somebody talk negative about you, to you? Do you know that really wasn't them? That was a demon talking through them? Just like God talks through people? We let God speak through us. You've heard anything this morning you felt like God was speaking something to you? God can use us. So do devils use people. Anytime there's negative, anytime they're talking stuff that puts you down, that tears you down, that puts you down, that's the devil talking. And it doesn't have to be people doing that. It can be the devil himself talking to you. You're nothing. You're no good. You're never going to get anything. Your mama don't like you. She should have sat on you, and your daddy don't like you either. I may know Job was there. Job said, oh, curse the day I was born. Mama, you should have done something with that. Amen. Job had some storms, did he not? Whoo. It was so bad, he said, I wish I'd have never been born. I may know it don't take much. Some storms can come to make you wish you were never born. That's why the rate is so high. You'd be appalled to find out what it is in our armed forces. They don't tell us much about it. God, I thank you for what you're doing to help us. Amen.
with seemingly helpless situations. And now I wonder, as we close, what, what you've been praying about, talking about to God about the problem, but you need to talk to the problem about God. Can I just wonder what, what it is you've been talking to God about, but, but you really need to talk? How about for me, what, what, what I've been talking to God about, but I need to talk to the problem about? If I do more talking to the problem, I'd see more results. I'd see less activity of the devil messing with this congregation. Oh, you don't think it's the devil keeping people away? Oh, yeah. That's definitely the devil. Demons do not want you going to church. Demons do not want you getting near anything that has power, the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why the battle is so fierce usually on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whenever it is, or just trying to read your Bible. Have anybody had a struggle with that sometimes? Or praying. How many know the flesh would much rather read the paper than pray? Huh? Come on. God, spiritual disciplines, but we have power. Power. Amen. Flip the switch. Flip it. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody can make some little signs up. We remind each other, flip the switch before you go out of your mind. And yes, prayer does change things. And God answers prayer. But I may know you've got to operate, and we've got to operate in the authority that God has given us. Because there's another authority that's operating against us. Amen. And it's either him or us. And when he comes to huff and puff and blow your house down, you can't just sit there. The longer I sit there, the more the house starts coming apart. Are you hearing me? And finally it dawns on me, you know, you ought to, you ought to at least start praising the Lord. God inhabits the praise of his people. Maybe you ought to say a praise right now instead of just sitting there so shell-shocked. How many know sometimes life can hit you in storms? You just sit there, man, you're kind of in the daze. You're shell-shocked. You're wondering, God, when's this going to stop when you stop it? See, we don't like that kind of preaching. We don't like that kind of responsibility. I don't like you putting that on me. Don't tell me it's my fault. I'm not telling you. If I'm just telling you, flip the switch. You'd be surprised. And I so will I. And I know this is for us because I see the storms getting real severe in this church. Maybe not with you right now. You made it through. But a whole lot of folks didn't this morning. And I'm not saying everything. I don't want to blanket everybody, but I want to tell you, there's some stuff going on. I said, there's some stuff going on. The devil means to take us down. Take this church down. Take you down. Take your family down. But not on my watch. Just makes me redouble my prayer time. Amen. Redouble seeking God. Get up a little bit earlier. Make some time. Hallelujah. Take some authority. Speak to that mountain. Speak to that fig tree. Speak to what's supposed to have fruit. Speak to it. Do it. Whatever it takes. Let the Holy Ghost, amen, quicken you and show you. As you read the Bible, God will show you what to pray for. God says, I'm the one that's teaching you the prophet, and I'm leading you in the way that you should go. That was a verse this week. Hallelujah, that was a good verse. I said, I, I like that. You're teaching me to profit in unprofitable situations, sometimes with unprofitable people in unprofitable times. But you're teaching me to profit, Ooh. and you're leading me in the way that I should go. Hallelujah. I may know the same God that's teaching me to profit will teach you to profit. He wants to take your lost column and move it to the plus column. God has a good way of doing that. He wants your needs met. He said, my God shall supply all your needs. You do what God's told you to do. 
and God will do what he said he'll do. You do your part, God will do his. The problem is we want God to do our part and his. And until I do what I can do, I said until I can do what I can do, God's hands are tied to do all he can do. So I want to know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do, Pastor? Jesus said, what's the greatest commandment? Seek God with what? All your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. You seek the kingdom of God second, third, fourth, and you're going to have to add it to yourself. And how many know that can be a real challenge? You can break your, beat your brains out trying to add it to you. When if you'd seek God first, put his kingdom first, amen, honor him, your time, your talents, and your treasury. God says, you put me first, I'll take care of it. Amen. Now, we don't believe that. Most of us don't believe that. Most of them, not you, some other church down there, they don't believe that. How do I know? I don't. I'm just lying, I guess. I don't know. But I don't want to say it's you. But how many know it is us? We seeking first the kingdom of God? His righteousness? Are all these things being added to you? How many got all these things being added? All these things start to be added to you? The more you seek the first the kingdom, the more these things are going to be added to you. How many got things being, not being added but taken away? I expect health to be added to me. I expect resources, finance to be added to me. And if they're not, then I got to find out where the bottleneck is. What's holding this up? What's going on here? Because God said, it's not me that's messing with you. It's not me that doesn't want you to prosper and have it. So don't ask me for money in heaven because I don't have any money. I told you, if God had money in heaven, he'd be a counterfeiter. The money's here. I said, the money's here. God said, if you're going to pray, you need to command. Amen. Claim what you need. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need every week? What do you need to live on? What do you need for what you believe God wants you to do? Claim it. Speak it. And then tell the devil, take his hands off of it. Because it's the devil that's holding it back. God's not holding it back. He's not saying, you almost had it, didn't you? Like a carry putting out there. You want that? Last second. That's not God. I'm saying, I want you to have all your needs met. I want you to, to fulfill the vision for your life. I want you to have what you need to go wherever I'm leading you to go and the dream that, that's in your heart. And Amen. If it's wrong, God will lead it. He'll redirect it. He'll, he'll work it. Then when you tell the devil, take his hands off your money, lay your hands on your mailbox, lay your hands on your post box, whatever it is, say, money cometh. Somebody say, money cometh. Thank you, Lord, for this mailbox. Money cometh. Amen. Then tell the angels, go bring it in. The angels move according to his word. God's word says all your needs are supplied. See, this is a spiritual warfare. It's, everything's, everything's different in the kingdom of God. Amen. The world says, get, and then give whatever you want. God says, given it shall be given. Well, that's crazy. That's the kingdom of God. It's, it's, it's different. You want something, you give something. Amen. Hallelujah. And how many know human nature is to want everything and give nothing? Come on. I'll give as little as I can. Path of least resistance. Amen. I don't want too much resistance. I don't want to do too much effort. I may know it's a problem we got in America today. I don't want to get on that. Amen. Because we need to pray. We just need to begin to speak and thank God for what he's doing. Begin to do what God's telling us to do. Amen. Praise God. Tell somebody next to you one more time. Flip the switch. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 God shows you in his word how to, how to flip the switch. Amen. Mountain. Mountain move. Hmm. Get out of my way. I said, get out of my way in the name of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word today. I know life is more than a 20-minute, 30-minute sermon, but I thank you that your word works. You've given us power over all the power of the devil. And Lord, I thank you for helping us to exercise it, not to be afraid of it. You've given us power over all his power. We don't have to be afraid, but we do. We do have to have your spirit. We do have to have you in our lives. Amen. Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to give our heart to you, Lord. Now is the time to choose sides. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your life to God. Come out of the darkness. Come out of the dark side. Come into the light. There is a dark side. We know that. But thank God for the light. Oh, thank God for taking care of the dark side. Ooh, he took care of Satan. He defeated him. I said he defeated him. When he rose from the dead, and we're going to celebrate it this week, this coming Sunday, he rose again, and he, he led him captive through hell, took back the keys of hell and death, ha, showed him to be defeated. Then why is he doing all he's doing? God's left him for whatever his reasons are so that we get a little practice on who we are kings and priests unto God so that we we can find out that we do have power we do have authority dudamus amen different kinds of power dudamus authority dynamite and then there's the authority of like the policeman who just raises his hand it's the authority of the word don't do that stop amen I may know we need to resist the devil James says, resist it. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. If you don't resist him, what's going to happen? He's just going to keep doing what he does. The Bible says he'll flee from you. Father, we have power. We're, we're, we're not scared of the devil in Jesus' name. Jesus defeated him. We're not minimizing. We understand that he still has a bout of power, but we have all power. We have power over all his power. Say, I have power over his power over all his power, and I exercise that authority starting today in Jesus' name. Show me, Heavenly Father, through your word. Thank you for what I've heard today. I receive your power. I receive your new life. And with that power, today, I serve notice on the devil. I belong to Jesus Christ. I've given my heart to him today. I will live for him. I will follow him. I will find out what he wants and obey him with all my heart. I will live on the bright side. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you today. I praise you, Father, for these ears that hear this word today. I thank you that this world is being enveloped in darkness, but we have the light of the world. The light is shining on us. Lord, I take authority over sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. I cast this cough out of my own body. It's been hanging on for two or three weeks. 
Lord, we're talking about a call, but we're talking about more severe things in people's lives. And we come against them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you with your stripes we're healed. And, Lord, we stand on it. We believe it, Father, regardless of what we see, what we hear, what we feel. We are not going to give in. We're not going to give out. We are going to keep trusting you no matter what storm comes. Jesus is the one who speaks peace to my storm. I speak peace to the storm. Jesus has given me power to say, peace be still. Really, the interpretation is, shut up, storm, be quiet. Knock it off in the name of Jesus. The blood is against you, Satan. You leave the people alone. Get your hands off of God's property. No trespassing in Jesus' name. If you've got pain in your body or you've had pain or will have pain, say pain. I take authority of you in the name of Jesus and whatever is causing you, and I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. I believe that I receive when I pray. You said to believe that I would have what I pray and what I speak, and I should receive it. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I speak to pain this morning, all kinds of pain, emotional pain, physical pain, heartache, whatever it might be, family. Oh, God, in Jesus' name. I take authority over. I thank you for all the times you've healed me, Lord. And I thank you for healing the people today. If you've got pain in your body, just put your hand wherever that pain, if you can, or in the proximity, in Jesus' name. If it's just a pain in your heart, emotion, whatever it might be, in Jesus' name, Lord. Heal the pains today, Lord. Take the pain. I command the pain to be, to be healed, to be removed. Right, Pain, get out of there. Pain, leave right now. You've had to leave my body many times when I've talked to you. Arthritis has tried to take over many times. But, Lord, I thank you. Knee pain. Had to leave. Lord, if I had to leave one area, it has to leave another area. Lord, we ask you to take all fear away in Jesus' name. We command fear to leave. Not just you take it away, but we command it to go. Say, fear, get out of here in Jesus' name. Perfect love casts out fear. I receive perfect love, Jesus Christ, and so I fear not in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 He said, don't fear what, what man can do to you. He said, fear God. Have reverence for God who can cast you into hell or take you to heaven. Amen. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for a healthy, wealthy, blessed congregation. I thank you, Father, they're taking authority every day. Father, in the name of Jesus, and I thank you that we're going to see the result of that as we flip the switch in this church, and we're going to see the result of that in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. God loves you. Hug somebody. Tell them you're, you're, you love them too. Amen. Tell them, thank God. Flip that switch. Amen. Have a great week.